Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. As you know, last week I began to talk to you about the pattern of Jesus and how he operated in order to have uh, the will of the Father be done. And I said, you know, I mentioned the fact that I'd had people, <clears throat> excuse me, tell me, uh, ask me, why aren't we seeing the miracles? Why aren't we seeing the uh, move of God like, like we, they saw in Jesus's day and many in the first church? And uh, how many of you know it takes, and Jesus laid down the pattern for us. He, was, he went about teaching, preaching, healing, delivering, but he was filled with the Spirit how God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. We know that. He was led by the Spirit. He always was about prayer and he always did the will of the Father. He followed the orders of the Father. And in Luke 8, uh, 4.18, he said after he had been filled with the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord is up on me. Amen. How I many you know we can have the Spirit in us, but we should have it up on us for the ministry to continue of what he said. Over in, uh, you know, this scripture over in John 14, 12, I ended that last week with this. Why, why was I telling uh, you all about the pattern of Jesus? Because of this. It says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, uh, you will, he will do also, or you will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. In other words, he's telling us to continue his ministry. What he started was not to be ended when he left. How many of you know there's many people that will say, well, the gifts of the spirit, the power of God went out of the church when, when the apostles died or when Jesus died, you know, Jesus healed, delivered, set people free. Yeah, but that was Jesus. But no, he did that as a man. As you know, he didn't start his ministry till about, what, about 30 years old until he was filled with the Spirit and the time had come. His ministry started right after that. He went about doing what the Father had ordered him to do. Now, he tells us the greater works, but he says in, in Luke 29, 40, uh, 24, 49, he says, Tarry in Jerusalem that you be endued with power from on high. Acts chapter 1. This is where the church begins in, in this book of Acts. It's a book, they call it Acts of the Apostles, but really it's the Acts of the Holy Spirit because he's the one that's helping us do it. In the first, in the first uh, chapter, in verse 1, the former account I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Jesus began this ministry, we're to continue in this ministry until he comes again, amen? Until the day in which he was taken up after, uh, through, he, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by uh, them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. It goes on to say, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, Will you uh, at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? 
And he said, it is not to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Then he says, verse 8, I think I just heard thunder. <laughs> May not. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you, and you, shall, uh, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now he's saying here the, that ministry had Jesus had begun. He says, now here's what I want you to do. Tarry in Jerusalem. Don't leave. Be there and, and um, to be endued with power. Why do you need power? Because in order to do what Jesus had begun, <laughs> going about doing good. Now we find over in Acts one uh, fourteen, it says, these all continued with one accord, what? In prayer, we talked about that last week. Jesus was always constant in prayer, continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Then we find over in Acts chapter 2, you know this scripture, you've heard it many, many times. I'm not telling you anything new. I'm laying out a pattern that we might do the greater works that Jesus said we could do, the works that he did and greater works. Amen. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Isn't it important to be in unity? <laughs> it is important to be in one accord. And goes on to say, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it, it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There they were, filled with the Spirit. The ministry of Jesus was being continued. They were all filled. Now, over in Acts 2.14, isn't it funny that here they are filled with the Spirit as Jesus was. What happened when Jesus was filled with the Spirit? Well, he was led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit up into the wilderness to be tempted, was he not? And then he, his ministry began right after that, just it already had begun, really, and, and it went out right after that. But here they are. They're filled with the Spirit. Then over in Acts 2.14, Peter's sermon. Peter gets up. Peter, uh, standing up with the, the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Now, this is the same Peter that denied Jesus three times before the cock crowed. Jesus said he would. But here he is, now filled with the Spirit, ready to do what the Spirit of God has called him to do. And he goes on to say, For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what the, was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, says God, that I will pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. We're flesh, amen? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. So he begins to preach this gospel to them and we find that it continues all the way over to uh, through, uh, verse 21 then he continues there and and he tells them let's go on over to uh, let me see here verse 36 he, he begins to tell them this is the Jesus that you crucified 36 says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel 
Know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said what Jesus would have said. <laughs> Repent. That's what Jesus came preaching, repentance and the kingdom of God. Amen? The kingdom of heaven. He goes on to say, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For, for the promise of, is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the, Lord, as the Lord our God will call. How many of you know he's called us? We were afar off when Peter preached that, 2,000 years down the road, and yet we were all can be filled with the Holy Spirit. The ministry is continuing, amen? It should continue. But now it says it went on to say, uh, listen to this, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them. Sounds just like Jesus, doesn't it? <laughs> Saying, be saved from this uh, perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that, that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. 3,000. Now, that, that's what Jesus was doing. He was preaching the kingdom, and people were getting uh, born again because he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Amen. So they were being born again, or people were hearing the, kingdom, uh, the word of God, and they continued, what? Steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. They were praying, weren't they? They knew they had to pray. And, and it goes on to say, then far, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Isn't that amazing? They were filled with the spirit. They preached the gospel. Then they prayed and more signs and wonders. There's the pattern we see. Now all who believed were together and all had things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them amongst all and anyone who had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now, we see the church getting a jump start. They're out doing exactly what Jesus had been doing and continued it. Amen. Then we find over in Acts chapter 3, we see Peter and John healing the lame man. We knew it was the lame man, amen? So they were healing the lame man. Here they are. They've been praying. They've been preaching. They've been doing signs and wonders, and they go back and pray, and they're still doing them. They're not stopping. So it goes on to say, and in Acts chapter 4, this is the first persecution of the church, really, if you get down to it. In Acts chapter 4, verse 1. Now, when they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. I'm telling you, friends, when it comes down to it today, they don't want to hear about Jesus. You can call upon every other false god, every other pagan god, every everything as you can imagine, but don't say that name. It's that name. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody till the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. Listen, right in the midst of persecution, right in the midst of, uh, of uh, 
adverse circumstances, they're preaching the gospel. And what's happening? People are getting saved. How many of you know right in the midst of COVID-19, right in the midst of Antichrist spirit, Antifa, all this other unrest going on, BLM, all this other unrest going on. What do we need to be doing about the Father's business? Preaching the gospel, changing lives, amen? No, yeah, we should be involved in, in every area of life. We shouldn't, we, you know, every area. If we ought to be voting. We ought to be in politics. We ought to be saying what's going on, no, the truth today about what's happening. But listen, the gospel is what saves people's souls. Amen? So it says, it goes on to say, uh, verse three, uh, verse five. And it came to pass in the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Anna, the high priest, uh, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, and asked, they asked him, by what power or by what name have you done this? Now, Peter, <laughs> I love this, filled with the Holy Spirit. This is Peter who kowtowed and bowed down and, and wouldn't admit he even knew Jesus not too long before that. Then he's filled with the Spirit. Then he gets, uh, then he gets uh, almost overbearing in a way, but he was, he was so filled with the Spirit, he says, rulers and the people of elder, elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, that's right in their face, isn't it? by what means he has made, been made well. Let it be known to you all and to the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man uh, stands before you whole. This is the stone which was re rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no name under heaven, uh, given among uh, men by which we must be saved. No other name. Listen, friends, if you're out there tonight happening to stumble on this message, you could very well stumble on this message. You have to receive Jesus Christ. No other name. It goes on to say, now, <laughs> when they saw what? The boldness of Peter and John. The boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and realized they had been with Jesus. People can realize when you've been with Jesus, when you've been in prayer, when you've been filled with the Spirit, when you, amen, that boldness will come upon you and you'll not be afraid and the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say right in the midst of trouble. That's what he did with Peter. It said Peter was filled with the Spirit and the words just flow, flowed out of him. Amen, amen. And seeing that the man had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against them. Listen, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? But here's what happened. They told him, they threatened him. Don't ever, don't talk about this Jesus. This is what we're hearing today. So you can say what you want. You, there's there's uh, governors out here saying, don't have Bible studies. I just heard last from last night, or the other night, uh, last week, that they were gonna have a prayer meeting in, in Seattle in a park or a, a gathering of, and singing hymns and stuff. How many of you know they closed the park? But this, the night before that, they had protesters and rioters in that park, but they wouldn't let the Christians in. Tells you something, doesn't it? But anyway, they told them not to, not to talk about Jesus, not to talk, 
about him. And so they released them over in, and uh, they released Peter and John and they reported back to what? Their own companions. In verse 23 of chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. Now listen, when you're in trouble, don't run to somebody who has doubt about whether Jesus can help you or not. You run to somebody who has faith, amen? You don't run to somebody that has no faith. So when they had heard, they raised their voice to God with one accord. Here they are in one accord to God. Lord, you are God. They're beginning to prayer and quoting uh, uh, confession here. They're, they're uh, decreeing a confession. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David has said, why do the nations rage and the people plot vain things? Still happening today, my brothers and sisters. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his Christ. Never hasn't changed. Goes on to say, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determines to be for to be done. Now, Lord, look at their threats and, and grant to your servants that with bold, all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hands to heal and signs and wonders be done through the holy name of your servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Whoo! They had a Holy Ghost shaking going on. Amen? Now the multitude of was one heart believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither one did anyone say or any had anything that he possessed was his own, that, but all things were in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord and great grace was upon them all. Now it was about, now there was anyone among them lacked for all were possessors of land and houses and they began to be uh, generous. So what happened? Here's what happened. We find that, Peter and John, full of the Holy Ghost, raised the lame man, doing the works that Jesus had started, amen, the very same works. What were the results of this prayer meeting here after they left? Well, the results was the place was shaken. They began to pray in one accord. Guess what? You begin to pray and seek God, and you'll find the Holy Spirit will begin to fill you up. And that's what we need this day. All were filled with the Holy Spirit. They witnessed, they witnessed boldly. How many of you know we need the power of the Spirit to witness boldly? And great grace and power was upon them. The progression of the events followed that, following that prayer, well, here's what happened. Supernatural fullness experienced by all. Supernatural fullness. Supernatural boldness. Fearless to proclaim the gospel. They were fearless. Supernatural unity. One heart and one mind. So much that they, they, they fulfilled the needs of uh, prosperity for others. They gave to others supernatural submission, supernatural uh, fruitfulness, and supernatural generosity. That's the kind of things that Jesus was proclaiming all along. They were acting just like Jesus. What about the church today? What do we need? We need people that will do the same thing. Here's what, here's what Acts chapter 6 says. Now, you know this passage of Scripture. We've used it many times over the years uh, for uh, talking about people that we need to have in ministry leadership and things. But here's what they said. Uh, now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hellenists or Hebrews by the Hellenists 
because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. It didn't say they were too good for that. They were already doing it. They never were too good for that, but we have something else that we need to do. And it goes on to say, therefore, it says, uh, the twelve summoned the multitude and said, it is not uh, that we should serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation. How many know it's good to have a good reputation when we know that uh, we're going to serve God? Amen? Amen. Full of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> not just somebody that's just a novice, just stepped into it. Somebody that's been filled with the Spirit and wisdom. How many of you know some, I've been around people and so have you. They can speak in tongues and been filled with the Holy Spirit, so-called filled, but they have no wisdom. We have to have the wisdom of God to operate in this day and this hour. Whom we may appoint over this business. We, we will what? We will give ourselves continually, I find it interesting, to prayer, to prayer and the ministry of the word. What were they going to do? They were going to be fired up and filled up so they could go about doing what Jesus, Jesus had called them to do. So then we find out, it goes on to say, and it pleased the whole uh, the whole multitude, and they, they chose Stephen and some others there, uh, seven of them, and they sat and laid their hands on them and, and, and sent them out to do the work that they, they had been doing. But then it says, what happens then? It says, the word of God spread, and a number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. This is why, because those apostles gave themselves to the word and to prayer. But it looks, look, look at this. What it gets me is immediately those table servers that were picked were full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. What's it say? And Stephen, full of faith and power, did, excuse me, did great signs and wonders amongst the people. Wow, this is Stephen. This is a table waiter. This is an, this is an usher. This is a, somebody that cleans up after uh, dinners. This is somebody. No, this is so, anybody that's filled with the Holy Spirit can go about doing these signs and wonders. But you have to be filled with the Spirit, dedicated to prayer, doing what the Father called you to do. How will you know that if you don't pray, if you don't seek his face, if you aren't continually filled with the Spirit? And so Jesus said, we would do greater works. And here we are, the first church. They're doing the very things he had started. Amen. What are we to do? What are Christians in 2020 to do? Well, we are to follow the pattern. Jesus laid it down. Now the church, first church lay, began to act it out. It hasn't changed. We don't need all kinds of new revelations about uh, this doctrine, that doctrine. If we just do what he said to do here, we'd begin to see the church fill up. Not just our church, but the church at large. Amen? Amen. That signs and wonders would be <laughs> filling the house. You'd see the word of God would be changing lives. How many of you know it's important that we have the word of God to change our life? And it goes on to say Jesus and the early church. What was it? They were filled with the spirit continually and the word continually. Amen? It was constant in prayer, proclaiming the word, and then signs and wonders followed the teaching of the word. We see that. They were empowered with the spirit and gifts of the spirit to pray and prayer. To finish this up today, 
there's a, there's a quote I've used before, but I'm going back to it tonight. <clears throat> tonight excuse me. Samuel Chadwick, equipped by prayer. Here it says, go back, back to that upper room, back to your knees, back to the uh, searching of heart and habit, thought and life, back to pleading, praying, waiting till the spirit of the Lord floods the soul with light and you are endued with power from on high. Then go forth in the power of Pentecost and the, and the Christ life shall be lived and the, and the works of Christ shall be done. You shall open blind eyes, cleanse foul hearts, break men's fetters, that's their addictions, their, their bound, what they're bound with, and shall save men's souls. In the power of the indwelling spirit, miracles become commonplace of daily living. What's it telling us? The pattern. What was the pattern of Jesus? He was filled with the spirit. He continued in prayer. He went about teaching, preaching, doing signs and wonders, healing and delivering people. But he continually did the will of the Father. Why? Because he was in constant communication with him. The first church began to do the same thing after they were endued from, with power from on high. Need to know who you are in Christ, need to be filled with the Spirit, and then begin to proclaim and witness the good news of Jesus Christ. How many of you know we've all been called? <laughs> Paul said, uh, seek the best gifts. Seek the gifts of the Spirit. Seek those things. That's what we're to do. If we want to see God move mightily in our midst, we have, a, we have to commit to what he said to do. The pattern that Jesus laid down, the pattern that the first church followed, and now we should follow it too. Amen. Nothing has changed. It hasn't, it hasn't gone out of style and it made it to some, but it really hasn't to God because that's the thing that changes the hearts of men's, men and women is the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, I just pray tonight that you would just use us mightily. Help us to desire the things of God. Help us to be filled with the Spirit on a continual basis. Help us to pray as those disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Why did they want to know that? Because they saw that whenever he was, uh, had prayed, power, great power was in him to do the work that the Father had called. May we be the same tonight. May we just go forth desiring the things of God. May we see it in Living Word Family Church. May we see your power working here. May we not only have the word, but the, the power of the Spirit of God doing the signs and wonders and miracles, seeing the gifts of the Spirit moving and, and the, and the great, greater things that you said. Greater things mean more people, more opportunities. And so I thank you for that word. I thank you for this word tonight. I believe it'll touch many hearts and many people. Now, and Lord, if there be people out here that don't know you tonight, I pray that they call upon the name of Jesus because there's no other name under heaven whereby men might be saved. So we thank you for this opportunity tonight. We give you praise for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's been good to be with you tonight. I pray this word has helped you. It surely helps me. And like I say, I always preach to myself first. So be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. He's overcome the world and so can you. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.